This is the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast for Thursday, August 22nd of 2019. Welcome to the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast, a look at the latest news in Louisiana agriculture. Now, here's the host of the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast, Carrie Martin. Payments for the first round of this year's market facilitation program have begun. The process began today for payments for producers that have approved applications. So producers should be seeing that first 50% tranche of those payments very soon. That's Farm Service Agency Administrator Richard Fordyce. He says the response so far has been overwhelming. Over 200,000 applications, and that's a lot of folks coming into county offices when sign-up began just July 29th. Sign-up runs through December 6th. The Pro Farmer Crop Tour continued through the Midwest yesterday. The eastern leg of the tour went through Illinois. The western leg went through Iowa. Pro Farmer Editor Brian Greet takes a look at the Illinois corn numbers. In the state of Illinois, we came in with a a yield of 171.2. That was down 11.1% from last year on crop tour. Uh, You know, USDA's uh, August 1 estimate was 181, and that was down 13.8%. So our percentage decline wasn't quite as much as what USDA's was. Uh, I think Illinois got some pockets of of good corn. Uh, They got some pockets of bad corn, and then they got a lot that's in between there. Uh, So a lot of variability in the state. Uh, maturity levels are all over the scale too there in, in Illinois so uh, you know it, it's a hard one to peg at the moment because uh, because of the amount of variability and, and maturity levels. Pro Farmers Jeff Wilson led the western leg of the tour through Iowa yesterday. He says the soybean results were mixed. Looking at the soybeans, they were also kind of a mixed affair in terms of comparisons with a year ago. Uh, in District 1, we were up 1.3% at uh, 1,096 pods, down 5.1% in District 4 at 1,196 pods, and in District 7, we were down 3.6% at 1,221 pods. One interesting twist in the tour yesterday, USDA National Ag Statistics Service Branch Chief Lance Honig has been on the tour all week long, but he and his staff were not there yesterday after a threat was reportedly made to one of their scouts. Pro Farmer's Brian Greet. Lance uh, was intending to come out to some of these meetings because of some unforeseen circumstances. Uh, he was not able to attend, and, and uh, so we brought him uh, via um, video interviews and, and stuff like that to the crowds. Um, but uh, the situation was, was just unfortunate on the reasoning there, and, and uh, you know something that uh, you know you never hope to have happen. ProFarmer.com reported that a USDA employee did receive a phone threat while on the ProFarmer crop tour from someone not involved in the tour. As a precaution, USDA immediately pulled all their staff out of the event. Combines across Louisiana are harvesting this year's corn crop, and the results are mixed. This year is not expected to be a bin-busting year because excessive rainfall since the start of planting has lowered many expectations. LSU Ag Center corn specialist Dan Frommy. That corn does stand in water. Uh, we we uh, we tend to see uh, corn yields take a big hit simply from that uh, it receiving too much water 
early in the growth stage. Scott Williams has more than 3,000 acres of corn this year, much of it in Avoyles Parish. He has seen the effect of excessive rainfall. Due to the plus 40 inches of rainfall, our yields are probably off uh, 40 bushels on some of the ground that probably doesn't drain as well on some good mixed soil. Williams says yields on some of his well-drained soils have been good, helping to soften the blow. Dan Frommie says many farmers switched acres from soybeans to corn this year because of trade issues and the problems with the quality of last year's bean crop. We're up about uh, 125 or 150,000 acres this year uh, compared to, uh, to 2018, uh, roughly sitting at somewhere between 525, 550,000 acres this year. Louisiana farmers have been averaging around 180 bushels an acre the last few years, but it is doubtful they'll reach that number this year. We're anticipating it'll be somewhere between possibly 165 and 175 bushels this year across the state. There were not a lot of surprises in the cotton numbers released by USDA this month. Don Molino has more. USDA slightly increased U.S. cotton production in its August crop report. Dr. Jody Campich is Vice President of Economics and Policy Analysis for the National Cotton Council in Memphis. Some in the industry were expecting a lower crop. A number and some were expecting about the same as what USDA reported. You know, one thing we can look at is where the conditions are. And if you look at the crop conditions report published by NAS, the conditions are currently the best since the 2010 crop year. And we're likely to see some reductions going forward in the good to excellent category, probably in the next week's report, because as we've seen across many areas, uh, we've got severe heat and dryness in Texas and West Texas. We had really good moisture early on. Once we've gotten later into this uh, crop year, we've had less rain and it's been very hot. So that dryland crop definitely needs a rain. So a lot of cotton out there. We're going to see changes in the months as we go ahead. And, and, you know, I don't think we'll be surprised if we see a reduction in the overall number next month. I'm Don Molino on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. Now let's look at the markets on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. The soybean market traded lower throughout the day and closed four cents lower. Oliver Slope is with Blue Line Futures on the trading floor in Chicago. We tried to work higher today, but the reversal is not exactly what you want to see if you're a bull in this market. And the lack of follow-through on, on the back of good news is slightly concerning. So the inability to rally on good news is a caution flag. But overall, the trend has been lower since really the middle of June. Lower highs and lower lows over the past couple months keeps the bears in firm control. I think $9 is that psychologically significant level that a lot of traders are keeping an eye on. It's a, it's a ways away from here, but hopefully we we can find a bottom here in the very near term, 854 and a half to 860 is the pocket that we're looking at for that new crop contract to hold the break and close below there. There's really not a whole lot of support till contract lows at 815. So we're kind of at a, a pivotal area here in the next week or so as we look to wrap up this month's trade. September soybeans down four and a half, closing at 856. November beans down four and a quarter, 868 and three quarters. Corn was fractionally higher. September corn up three quarters, 363 and a quarter. December corn up three quarters, closing at 371 a bushel. September wheat up four and three quarters, 467 and a quarter. A lower close in the rough rice market. September rice down four cents, 1087 a hundredweight. November rice down four and a half, 1117 and a half. We saw triple digit losses in the cotton market today. Terry Rogensack is a cotton market analyst with the Hightower Report. 
In the cotton market uh, down today, sales were okay, but nothing to uh, excite the trade, about 164,000 bales. Cumulative sales, though, for the new crop season, uh, 49.5% of the USD forecast. Five-year average for this time of the year, 42.6%. So the market uh, on track to uh, exceed the current USDA forecast. Uh, December cotton support moving up to 59.12 now, 60.97, 61.85 as resistance areas. It looks like the market uh, might begin to respond to pretty poor crop conditions in West Texas. October cotton down 100 points, closing at 58.87. New crop December cotton down 100 points also, 58.94 cents. November sugar up four, closing at 25.87. At the Red River Livestock Auction, Cachetta, Louisiana this week, two to 300 pound steers brought $1.13 to $1.85 a pound. Three to four weight steers, $1.25 to $1.80. Four to 500 pounders brought $1.24 to $1.65 a pound. Five to six weight steers, $1.09 to $1.51, with six to seven weights bringing $1.09 to $1.36 a pound. Cows range from a low of $375 to a high of $900 a head. Cow-calf pairs brought $500 to $1,150 a pair. Cattle futures closed higher. August live cattle up $230 at $104.97. September feeder cattle up $1.12, 136.42. October feeders up 92 cents, 135.47. If it could go wrong, it did go wrong. Those are the words of LSU Ag Center rice specialist Dustin Harrell. So is there a silver lining in the 2019 rice crop? We'll ask Kane Webb. He's director of field services for USA Rice. Kane is based in the Lake Charles area. And he'll give us his take on the 2019 rice harvest. Kane Webb with USA Rice is next on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. As the old saying goes, close only counts in horseshoes. So why take the chance with weather information when it comes to critical decisions with your fields? It's time to experience pinpoint field-level forecasts that are 40% more accurate than the competition. Experience the DTN Ag Weather Station. With this level of information, you'll know exactly what's happening at any time in your actual fields. This allows you to plant, spray, and harvest with a new degree of precision. Head to DTN.com today to learn more. The Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. Our guest today is Kane Webb. Kane is Director of Field Services for USA Rice. Kane is also based in southwest Louisiana. Kane, I know we've been getting a lot of rain in the Baton Rouge area over the last week or so. Is it rainy out in southwest Louisiana? It is. It's been uh, it's been raining just about every day. Uh, you know, across southwest Louisiana, uh, I guess these uh, pop-up showers, you, you might get them and you, you might not, but it seems like a uh, majority of folks are getting them pretty often. So uh, it has been a, a, a little little more rainy than we would like, especially during harvest. Well, Kane, you're out there in the field. You deal with a lot of rice producers in your job. Uh, you wrote a piece that we posted on our website yesterday 
Uh, and it's entitled Louisiana Rice Farmers Look for a Silver Lining for 2019. Is there a silver lining to be found out there? What are you seeing as we get through this rice harvest right now? I, I think there is. Uh, you know, in talking with, with several guys, we, we've got some growers that, that are wrapping up their harvest, uh, even a few that, that have finished. Uh, and a lot of them are getting close. And then as you move uh, further north into northeast Louisiana, uh, you know, they're a little bit behind us in planting. So their their harvest is just starting to get uh, underway up in that part of the state. But all in all, uh, you know, it's it's you hear some some good yields and, and we've heard some bad yields. And uh, kind of as we alluded to in, in the writing yesterday and even in some of the other. Uh, correspondence that people have probably read. Uh, Dr. Harrell had one recently, of, I think, kind of entitled, uh, you know, if it if it could go wrong, it did this year. Uh, you know, from different weather aspects to, you know, some of the diseases. Uh, we, we had, you know, tropical storm, a hurricane berry come through. Uh, and it, it's it's sporadic, I, I would say, is is one of the better ways to describe it. Uh, some areas, the the impacts of of these uh, issues, you know, is is a little more prevalent than it is in in other areas. Uh, you know, some guys, you know, have have commented that their yields are are off slightly, and then, you know, in some of these other areas where it was uh, a little more unfortunate, whether it was the the heavy rains from Barry or, uh, you know, disease issues that that uh, got. Uh, you know, a, a lot of the rice with, with the panicle blights and, and so forth, uh, you know, you, you see those yields a little bit lower. And so, uh, you know, I guess in, in some cases it depends on where you were, uh, you know, when, when some of these issues, you know, took place uh, as to as to the total outcome. But, uh, you know, overall, we'll, we'll really have to wait until, you know, everything's in and done to to see what we averaged, to see, you know, how impactful some of these things were. Uh, and, and as I said, it, it just depends on where you were, uh, that some folks, you know, are faring a little better than others on, on some of these yields. And, and in some cases, we just have some yields that are, you know, down quite a bit because the, the circumstances, you know, were just not, just not very good for them this year. Kane, how would you say this crop stacks up against the last few that we've had? Uh, would you say this is one of the the worst crops that we've had in the last few years, or is it you know is it hanging in there with the other crops? I, I guess r- right now I, I would almost say it's hanging in there until we we see the finals. Uh, you know, uh, as I said, there's certainly some, some areas where we know we're going to be much lower in yields be, because of some of these things happening. And in some areas, you, you know, we're, we're, we're by far, we we will set no records, uh, or break any records. Um, I, if I had to just speculate from what I know right now, I would probably say that we, we will be below average. How much, uh, I guess is just going to depend on you know, when everything's put together to, to see what we had. Well, and overall, Kane, you know, we, we haven't had what you would call a string of good years. Uh, we've, we've had a string of, of kind of so-so years. Um, and, you know, we've had some folks go out of business. Uh, just this past year, uh, a very prominent rice farmer, Kevin Birkin, said, I've had enough. Uh, I'm, I'm getting out. Is this going to be one of those years that, that just kind of adds on to an already um, burdensome 
load a lot of farmers are carrying and, and you know, may be the last one for some folks? Well, I, I hope not. Uh, certainly know that the, you know, farming and, and the conditions are tough. Uh, certainly hope that, that uh, you know, we don't lose any any more of these guys, whether it's, it's rice or, or bean or corn or, or any other uh, particular, you know, farming aspect or, or farmer's operation. Uh, but you are right that, you know, it is, it has been, a uh, uh, year, a couple of years where, where things have not been at the height of, of where we'd got a few years ago, uh, been trying to get back there. Uh, it, you know, it, you can always blame the weather, but we deal with that every year. Uh, I think, uh, there's just a, a whole lot of factors in, involved and I certainly hope that, uh, you know, even between the, the rest of the harvest and second crop uh, down here in this area, and even those guys that, that have multiple crops, soybeans and such, that, uh, you know, ultimately turns out to, to, to be a good year for them. That's, that's certainly what we would hope for. Uh, I guess time will tell. Okay, we sure hope that we can find that silver lining in this crop that you wrote about. Thanks so much for your time today. I appreciate it. You're welcome. That wraps up the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast for Thursday, August 22nd of 2019. Be sure to check back with us tomorrow. But in the meantime, connect with us on social media. We're on both Facebook and Twitter. The handle is at Voice of LA Ag. That's at Voice of LA Ag. We'll see you tomorrow on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. Thanks for listening to the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. This podcast is produced by Kerry Martin and the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation. For more information, be sure to check out our website, voiceoflouisianaagriculture.org and lafarmbureau.org.